What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the third ep- third. I did. If you're watching the video podcast, I uh, I held up two fingers. It's the third episode of the Bats Cave. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Bats. This is just a weekly, co- not a comic podcast. It's a weekly podcast where I talk about just kind of whatever is on my mind. Um, man, that was a rough intro. That was rough. I'm keeping it though. That's what this podcast is about. Keeping it loose. Just trying to go. Uh, the goal is to always just be one take. Just I don't I don't want to do any like editing inside the start and finish of the podcast. Um, so we're just rolling with it. Uh, but yeah, so it 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 has been a pretty good day. I saw uh, Joker for the third time. Actually, I just got home from that like five or so, like five or ten minutes ago. I got home from it. I saw it in thirty five millimeter, which was glorious. Honestly, it was really really cool. Um, and, and I actually saw it in a, uh, Alamo draft house. Um, I'm sure a decent amount of you know, have heard of that like chain. Um, this was actually my first time going to an Alamo theater. Um, it was really cool. I, I haven't gone before their dining theater, if you don't know. Um, so you can get food and drink, um, while you're watching the movie. And, um, I have, especially the last like couple of years been kind of adverse to like eating or drinking anything during a movie i literally bring like these small uh like the lifesavers breath mints like i just stuff my pocket with those before i go into a movie and i just eat those during um that way i don't have to go to the bathroom and um popcorn sort of bothers me like it's good while i'm eating the movie but then later on my stomach hurts and i'm like oh, that was bad that was a mistake and also you get like kernels or whatever in your teeth it's just annoying um so i don't really eat popcorn at the movies either um but yeah so for a while i've just been kind of like adverse to eating or drinking anything like in the theater um but they were showing this in 35 millimeter the real reason i went to go see it actually um i wanted to see it again one but um they're doing early screenings for knives out uh it's got screenings like a week early uh in november but none of the normal theaters that I go to are doing it. Uh, but the Alamo Theater is doing it. And I'd never been there. And I was like, well, I don't want my first experience there to be a, like an early screening for a movie that I'm very excited about. Because like, what if I don't like the theater and the experience, you know? Um, so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll look at and see what they're like showing this weekend. And I saw that they were showing Joker in 35mm. And I was like, oh, it's perfect. I've seen it a couple times already. So even if the I don't like... Because uh, one of the things I was concerned about was the fact that, like, they have waiters, you know, like, or servers, I guess, um, like, walking around during the movie to bring everyone their food and, and whatnot. Um, so I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, so I went. It was actually really cool. Uh, one, I guess it kind of helped. There weren't that many people in my screening. I would guess there was maybe, like, 15 or 20 people in this theater, honestly. Um, there was no one like on the row that I was at. I had had the entire row to myself, which was really cool. Um, but the way that they have it set up, the levels of the seats in there, it makes it to where like, even if they're walking, if the server is walking in the row in front of you slash like below you, you don't really, they don't get into the screen at all. Um, so that's good. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, got some food and some drink while I was watching the movie, which was nice. Um, had a good time, but, um, that kind of like goes into, I guess the main like thing that I was going to be talking about, um, for this episode, before I get into that, just briefly on Joker, I'll give, I feel like giving a box office, like recap for it right now. Uh, cause it's still crushing the box office. Um, I know it set records last weekend. Um, whenever it came out, but this weekend, it also has the, uh, it's, it's brought in, I think 50, 
three million more domestic 55 million domestically this weekend um and it's the smallest or it's a smaller second weekend drop than either wonder woman or black panther because it only dropped 43 percent from its first weekend um its worldwide total is at 543 million now which is insane um and it's now looking like it's possible that it could hit 800 million worldwide in its full run which uh if it hits 800 million worldwide it'll be the first r-rated movie ever to hit 800 million the closest we have right now is deadpool 2 is at 785 million with the first deadpool at 783 million um and so it's if it continues to hold as well as it did from week one to week two for like the rest of its run, and if it stays in theaters for a while, which I assume WB will want it to stay in theaters for a pre, as long as they can have it in theaters at this point, um, then breaking the record that Deadpool has and then possibly hitting 800 million is plausible now, which is insane, especially like it's at $543 million right now on a 55 million dollar budget like it's made almost 500 million dollars like if that just is insane it's so crazy um much deserved i loved it if you haven't listened to my review i had a full review and and thoughts and and everything in in my previous episodes so be sure to check that out if you haven't listened to that already um but yeah it's just dominating the box office which is is really cool to see um i figured that it would do better than like i always um kind of guess high on the projection uh projections for a lot of these movies um before they come out because i think that they're really uh, a lot of people underestimate them and and like what um the audience will go see and how often they'll go see it and how repeatedly they'll go see it but this i like i figured it would do better than what some of the analysts or whatever were projecting it at but th- this is just I, it's insane it's ridiculous um but yeah so i went i went to see see it again today saw it at the, at the alamo draft house so i got the, the dine-in experience but that was kind of uh thinking about that i actually kind of came up with um the main thing that i wanted to talk about for this episode um which is the like the movie theater experience like going to the movies um i love going to the movies it's one of my favorite things to do just in general um i love movies a lot i've kind of talked about that on here before um i'm a huge movie person and and seeing a movie in theaters like there's that's the absolute best way to see a movie i mean i know that like seeing a movie at home is cool you know being able to just like stay in your like couch or your bed or whatever and like have whatever food or drink that you have at home and like just relaxing and being able to like pause it, I guess, if you want. I hate having to pause movies, honestly. I'll get into that more. Um, but the like convenience and the comfort of watching things at home is cool. But like the real movie going experience, like it's always at the theater. Like that's that's the way that the movie is intended to be seen. That's always what the filmmaker has in mind when they're making the movie. Like you're supposed to see it on this massive giant screen with this incredible sound system around you, the lights completely out, you know, no other light, no other distractions. You're just in this world and seeing this movie for this two hours or an hour and a half or however long the movie is. Um, and that's just something I've always like really, really loved. Um, and yeah, I think, so I've always enjoyed going to the movies. I think, um, probably, 
between, I want to say it was the summer between my sophomore and junior year of high school. I think it was like 2012 or 13. It might have been 2013. Uh, it was whatever year, like whatever summer Kick-Ass 2 came out, actually. Uh, me and a couple of my friends basically like lived at this theater, one of the local theaters around uh, where I live. It, it's one that's in a mall, uh, which this theater actually was really cool because um, it was in the back corner of, it was in one of the corners of this mall. Um, and it the box office for it, like where you would get tickets, it's on the second floor, but then flanking the box office on either side are these escalators and stairs that went up to where the actual um, theater was in the lobby for the theater and then the, the aisles um, or I guess hallways that you know actually led into the different auditoriums um, were up there so like the th movie theater itself was technically on like the third floor um, and we would go we went there so much that summer um, I know we saw Kick-Ass 2 we saw I, I, did Kick-Ass 2 and Godzilla really come out in the same summer I might be like blurring things together but we saw like that Godzilla um, man, I'm completely blanking. I know we saw so many movies, uh, World War Z. I don't know if that came out in the same year too. We saw that, um, there was just a pretty, a pretty long period of time where we just like lived at that theater. Basically, um, we would just go up there and, um, of course we were at the, like we weren't 18 yet and, or 17 is the age that you need to be to buy, um, rated R tickets. Um, and so if there was an R-rated movie that we needed to, to get into, we would just straight up look at the showtimes and just buy a ticket for a movie that had a showtime close to the starting time of the movie that we actually wanted to see. Um, and we would get those tickets and then after we would get in, we'd just, you know, walk to <laughs> whatever theater, um, was showing the movie that we actually wanted to get into. Um, so that was always cool. It was just fun. Uh, it's just stupid things that, you know, teenagers do. Um, we would do that. I have to admit movie hopped a couple times, but th this, okay. I haven't movie hopped since God, I, I was at least my junior year. It's been a long, long time since I like, since I had, a, since I've gotten a job, I haven't done that. Um, but, uh, this movie theater was almost kind of asking for it because the way that it was set up, like if you're in the theaters about halfway up the auditorium in a lot of the theaters um there was this exit and if you went out this exit there was this like back corridor that connected like seven or eight of the main like auditoriums that they had like there was a bathroom down the hallway um and like around one corner there was, there was like a family bathroom but then besides that it was connecting to like eight other auditoriums and then it also had an elevator that took you down to the main level where the lobby was and everything um, and obviously this was used for like employees so they can get back and forth between the different movies. But like if you were in a movie and you went out that exit, you could walk down the hall and they had marquees outside of all the doors that showed what movie was playing and what time it started. And so if you wanted to, you could literally just whenever your movie ends, you could take that exit and walk down the hall, look at the other movies that are playing, see what time they started, and then just walk into like the middle of that theater. You don't even have to, you didn't even have to go into the main door um for it and so uh yeah we did that a couple times uh to see a couple different movies we saw godzilla and something else i can't because we saw something before godzilla and or what i think we got we saw godzilla first and then we saw something else like right after it by doing that um 
but yeah, so it was just like we would do that, and then also we would just straight up, um, we would spend like all day at the theater. Like we'd watch one movie like in the early afternoon, in the morning, or whatever, and then we would just stay hanging out in the like hallway areas, um, just waiting for another movie that we wanted to see to like go watch that. Um, and so yeah, I've just I think that is really whenever I started going to the movies like a lot. Um, Ever since then, I, I would just go pretty much any chance I, I could get. Like, I just, I'm always down to go see a movie, basically. Um, so I would go do that. Just the, I think the experience of just seeing it, like, like I said, just on that huge screen. Like, there's just something about it that's so great. It's just, I'll always also see it on the biggest screen imaginable. Um, I If an IMAX or XD is an option, uh, yeah, I'm there. I'll see it. That That's my preferred preferred viewing uh for a movie but yeah so we would just do that we would see all kinds of movies um and it's something that i really really love doing and um it's crazy because probably a year and a half ago at this point a little little over a year and a half ago i guess um so for a while i went to to movies with friends pretty much all the time um, but I've never been averse to going by myself. Like I said in the first episode of this podcast, I actually I went to The Dark Knight Rises uh, midnight showing by myself because I didn't have anyone that wanted to go with me at midnight. So I was like, okay, whatever, I'll go. Um, I know a lot of people don't like going to the movies by themselves. I love it personally. I think it's great. It's just me, my thoughts. I don't have to talk to or worry about anyone else. Um, not that I, I obviously, as I just said, like I lived at the movie theater basically with my friends for a while and we would always go see movies and that's super fun and it's cool being able to talk to people before and after the movie, but I also, I'm a homebody and kind of, um, uh, I don't want to say, I don't want to say loner. I'm a, um, I'm sort of introverted, I guess, uh, which I know is kind of sounds awkward considering I have a podcast where I just talk for an hour. Um, but it's like, I, I like keeping to myself a lot too. And so, um, yeah, I love going to the movies by myself. I, and it's, it also makes it easier because you don't have to like plan with anyone else. Like if you're going to see a movie with someone, you have to like make sure that you're both free at whatever time and what movie do you both want to go see? And you know, all these, all these different factors that go into it. And, you know, if you go see a movie by yourself, you can do it whenever, or you can plan it whenever. Um, cause you're the only person that you need to worry about. And so, um, probably after I graduated and after I moved out and stuff, I would go see movies by myself a lot of the time. I have one friend, uh, he's my best friend, actually, Max. He'll get brought up on the podcast, I'm sure, multiple times as, uh, I go on in further and further episodes. Um, but he normally goes with me to a lot of premieres for movies, especially like comic book movies and stuff. Um, but a lot of the time I also will just go by myself, especially when I go to see a movie like a second or a third time, like that's, I'm just by myself most of the time. So I love going to the movies by myself. Um, but it was weird for like a year and a half, maybe two years ago, I guess. Um, I started get. I've always had pretty bad anxiety, honestly, um, uh, for about as long as I can remember. I've had anxiety problems. Um, and about a year and a half ago, um, my, I was in a relationship for almost three years and that ended, um, like a little over a year and a half ago. And it was weird because after that happened, I guess 
it did something in my brain. I don't, I don't really know, but I started having severe anxiety going to the movies, which really, really sucked. Like I, I straight up just could not go by myself. Like I would get, uh, into the theater and then like before the movie would start, I would just straight up start having panic attacks and anxiety attacks. Um, I also have asthma and, um, while I haven't had an asthma attack in, at least a decade probably since I was like nine or ten honestly so like almost like 15 15 years I don't know if that math is right um but but I haven't had one in forever but I still am always it's some asthma is something that doesn't go away you're never it's never gone and so like I could have an asthma attack at any moment um which sucks and it's also coupled with anxiety is not a cool thing um but yeah, like a year and a half or so ago, I I just started having really, really bad anxiety about going to the movie by myself, which I hated so much. It was such a terrible thing because like I was just saying, I love going to the movies. I love going to the movies by myself. And so the fact that I just couldn't go see movies, just me like that was I was so angry at myself and my body for like betraying me. I was like, why can I not do this thing that I've loved for my whole life and I've especially enjoyed doing by myself for so long and I just couldn't do it for a while. Like I, I straight up, I didn't see, um, oh, what was that one movie? Uh, Ready Player One. I literally bought a ticket to go see Ready Player One. I was in the theater. I sat through most of the trailers and then I literally, I just couldn't do it. Like I just started having an anxiety attack and I had to get up and leave. And I just left without seeing the movie. Um, and as soon as I was out of the theater, I was fine. It was just super, it was a very weird period of time. Um, and as time got on, my anxiety was also just pretty bad for a while in general. Um, but as time passed, I've I, it got better. I'm pretty in control of my anxiety right now. Um, I'm doing good as far as that's concerned. I haven't really had any like anxiety or panic attacks in, in, a, in a while. Um, and so I've been able, to, especially, I don't know how long it's been now that I've been able to go to the movies like by myself again with no problems. Um, but I'm very glad that I can do that again because like I've been saying, it's something that I love to do. I love going to see the movies. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, uh, it's a great experience to me. I think, I mean, like I said, it's just seeing a movie like that. That's how the filmmaker wanted you to see the movie. So that's how I, I want to see the movie. And there are some movies too that constantly, like I always, I don't want to say always, but a lot of the time when seeing a movie, there will be a scene or a moment where it happens and I just sit there and I'm like, yeah, like that's, that's why I go to the movies. Um, like I know one that I've been citing for a few years now. Um, if you've seen Wind River, which I highly recommend, um, it's a fantastic movie. Um, there's a particular scene in Wind River, I'll call it the shootout scene. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but that scene, straight up edge of my seat, high intensity. And then after that scene happened, like whenever it like hit that climax of that scene and it was kind of, you know, it, it was done. I literally whispered to myself, I was like, that's why I go to the movies. And those moments, those scenes, those, that impact, that is why I go to the movie. Like that, it's just such a great experience to me. Um, just that feeling of 
either awe or sometimes even discomfort or just whatever the movie is making you feel in that moment just to feel it in your whole body and just to experience that is just something that I absolutely love it's part of the reason that I wanted to be a filmmaker for a while I I think it would still be really cool to be a filmmaker I would love to do that I just don't think that I wish I talked about this in the first episode I just don't really think that's where my my life trajectory is is at um for me creatively um but it's something that I always like definitely have an interest in and, and really respect and appreciate because what movies can make you feel is just so strong and powerful and just almost universal because I mean even though everyone feels something different whenever they're watching the movie there is a lot of the time where like people feel the same things from certain scenes but just the fact that you feel something in general is such a universal thing um I know a lot of people talk and the industry especially talks about um the theater experience dying maybe eventually um and I hope it doesn't I'll be so sad if I, I, like I don't I don't know if it's inevitable really because I mean you know everyone talks about it streaming is so huge and just getting more and more prominent and it's I don't know it, it's scary honestly like I love streaming I love everything that it offers I love that we're getting so many shows and movies and so much variety and so many filmmakers and creators are getting more opportunity to produce these things because of the avenues that streaming has opened but at the same time, I don't want to lose the movie theater experience of going to the theater and watching a movie on the big screen and seeing it in that format. I don't I don't want to ever lose that. Um, so it's tough. I don't know. It, but I don't know the actual numbers like right now. I know in some years the, the total box office has been like down to what it was previous years. But I don't know how, how much that fluctuates, how like locked in that is or or what have you um so I don't really know there um but yeah so the, the other thing that I kind of wanted to talk about with the movie theater experience is some of my habits whenever I go go see a movie so I've already mentioned the fact that uh, for the last couple of years I don't really eat or drink anything at the movies um but also I get to the movie theater so early if I can, which I normally make sure that I can. Um, I like getting to the theater like 30 minutes early, if not earlier. I like being in my seat with like 25 or 30 minutes to spare, if possible. Um, which is sort of, I'm kind of like that with anything in general, not just the movies. I like being early to things. I don't, like I, I absolutely hate, like I cannot stress this enough. I hate the feeling of having to rush and being rushed to get somewhere because you're either late or going to be late. It's the most stressful, uncomfortable, unnecessary thing ever. It's It bothers me so much. I can't stand it. And so I'll do everything that I can to make sure that I'm early to anything, um, and especially movies. I want to be in my seat, ready to go, way before I need to be. I know there's like 30 minutes of previews and trailers and other things, uh, and they suck to sit through, but I'll sit through them, whatever. So I love getting to the theater early, because I like just being able to sit there and just chill. You'll, you know, you can chill on your phone for however long until the movie starts. Um, it's basically probably what you're going to be doing at home anyways while you're waiting to get to like to leave to go to the theater. So in my mind, I'm like, well, I might as well just go to the theater and be there already and then 
do the same thing that I would have been doing at home, but not have to worry about needing to drive and hurry to get here. Um, but also if I was going to get concessions, it gives me plenty of time to stand in line and get concessions. Um, so yeah, so I get to the movie theater super early. I don't really eat or drink anything. Um, phone of course is always silent and, uh, and put away. Um, but that kind of goes, um, hand in hand with some of my gripes for the movie theater experience. This isn't really, um, towards the movies themselves. This is how pe like other people, uh, interact. I not even, I don't even interact is even the right word. Just how other people act in the theater. Probably my biggest pet peeve with going to the movies is the people who show up late, which it just, oh, oh, it grinds my gears. It makes me so angry. Like when I'm sitting there and I've been sitting there for like 30 minutes and then after like either during the trailers or after the movie has actually started when people walk in and like have to use the flashlight on their phone which is at this point bright as hell because there's no lights on in the theater because they're not supposed to be except for the screen and they have to use their phone to find their seats excuse me pardon me oh, excuse me sorry oh get here on time dude you like it just bothers me so much because like you bought the fucking ticket you know what time the movie starts you know what you're gonna be doing before the movie starts make tour you can get to the movie on time you're an adult like there's no person under 18 that's going okay i mean i guess there could be like 16 or 17 year olds going to the movie by themselves but like even at that age you should be you should be able to get to the movie on time like you had to if you bought your tickets early right you had to look at your phone or your computer or whatever, see all the different showtimes, pick out a showtime, pick your seats, and you know when the movie starts, where it is, what, like, oh, it just, it bothers me so much whenever people show up late to a movie. I can't stand it, especially, oh, especially when they show up late and they're carrying all their concessions, their big tubs of popcorn and drinks and everything, and I'm like, you didn't. Why did you not account for the amount of time that it was going to take you at the concession stand? to get all your shit like you knew that the line was probably going to be pretty long why didn't you leave a little bit earlier that way you can get your stuff and then get to your seat before the movie starts oh and then say no that some people do this they'll also plan it they're like oh whatever we've got like 15 or 20 minutes of previews hey 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 don't give a fuck be here at the time that the movie is so like that the ticket says the movie starts i know the movie doesn't actually start like my joker showing is at 315 today probably didn't start until 325 or 330 because of the previews or whatever hey don't care be there at 315 oh it makes me so so angry that's easily my biggest pet peeve when it comes to going to the movies and seeing movies is whenever people show up late i just oh, i can't i cannot stand it i can't do it it just, uh, and it's also just because it's so opposite of what I do. And I know that's totally like on me and it's just how like I am whenever I go to see the movies, but it just, it blo like also, especially if you show up like actually late to the movie, like if the movie's already started and you get there, I'm like, Hey, you paid for this. Do you not want to see the whole thing? Like it just doesn't compute in my brain. I can't understand it. So, so yeah, people showing up late to the movie 
can't stand it, can't deal with it. I hate it so much. Um, the other thing, checking your phone periodically throughout the movie. Hey, don't do that either, okay? Do you even at the absolute lowest brightness that your phone possibly has? It's a goddamn spotlight in a movie theater. It's so, it's literally as soon as you just take your phone and just flip it over for a second or just pull it out of your pocket and that LED screen lights up, it's literally just a beacon. It's just, hey, everyone look at my dumbass. Oh, I can't stand that either. Like, don't, you have, what, two hours to go without checking it? And hey, if you're checking it because you want to see the time and the movie's boring you or whatever, I guess I kind of understand. But also, just refrain. You know how long the movie is total. I hope that you looked at the runtime before you went into the theater. So you know, at the worst, okay, say the movie's two hours long, right? And you're however long into it. You know, it's been however long. And you're like, oh man, this movie sucks. I'm not really feeling it. Wonder what time it is. Hey, you know you have, at the worst case scenario, not two hours left because you've already been watching the movie for like 10 or 15 minutes so just take just keep that in the back of your head okay and i feel i mean i i have a pretty good sense of time and like how um frequently time goes by or how much time passes in in any given point and so i don't i i know that not everyone has that and is really good about that but like i feel like you know when you're like halfway through a movie at least or something and so just Refrain from checking your phone to see the time. You don't need to do that. It's like two hours, dude. Just wait. The movie will be done when it's done. If it really is bothering you that much, just walk out. Um, so yeah, I hate that. I hate people that check their phone like throughout the movie, especially if they're doing it to like send a message. Oh, wow. You couldn't not send a DM or a text for two hours. Like you, ha you just, you had to get that LOL, yeah. Or like, yeah, I'm in a movie. Hey, text them after that you were in a movie. Like, oh, it just, it, it bugs me so much. Um, the other thing that I find annoying in movies, um, kids, man. Oh. <laughs> so I, I'm not, I don't really, kids kind of just annoy me in general. Um, I, they're, I guess they can be cool sometimes, but most of the time, Whenever I see kids in public, I just, they are loud and obnoxious, and I'm just like, ooh, would rather just not be around you. Uh, but kids in the movie theater, oh, dude, especially when they don't know how to shut up, or they keep on kicking the back of your chair, or doing whatever other kid thing they're doing, oh, bothers me so much. That's not to say you can't take your kids to the movies, of course, you should be able to take your kids to the movies. I was taken to the movies as a kid, obviously, but make sure they're behaved and also maybe don't take your kid to the r-rated movie like i know that that at that point is parental discretion and if you think your kid can handle it or should be able to see it or whatever i'm not gonna i'm i don't want to tell anyone how to raise their kids whatever but whenever i went to see joker the second time there was this family that walked in and they had they brought two kids in with them there was this girl that couldn't have been older than 12 and this little boy that was like eight. And I'm like, hey, like, don't want to tell you how to parent. This is definitely not the kind of movie that your eight and 12 year old should be going to see. Sorry. Like, 
and so like that just kind of bugs me a little bit too and i'm like uh um but yeah so just kids oh babies babies in movies oh okay them no you don't need to take them you know why you don't need to take them because they're not watching the fucking movie okay if your baby is at the age where it's just gonna randomly start crying in the film because god knows why hey don't take them to the movie they're not watching it they're not gonna remember it get a babysitter or don't go to the movie and at that point sorry you chose to have the kid you knew this responsibility was going to be a thing get a family member or a babysitter or something if you want to go see a movie or wait till it comes out on dvd i'm sorry don't ruin everyone else's experience in the movie theater just because you wanted to go see the movie with your eight month old okay ah so annoying um yeah, I th- <laughs> sorry for the just complete tangent. Um, I think those are my main gripes with like going to see the movie. People checking their phones, showing up late, babies and children. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's just like I love the movie theater experience. Alamo actually did a really good job. I, I appreciate their policy a lot. They straight up have a like they will kick you out if they see you on see you on your phone or if you're talking, which I think it's like at a certain point. Even before the trailers finished playing, like this thing came up on the screen. And it was like, "Hey, we're now at a like, basically no bullshit level, uh, in the in the theater. Like, no talking or texting or anything. And we'll give you one warning, and then you're ejected, and like no refund or anything like that. Which good on you, Alamo. I like that a lot. That was really cool. Um, that's something that I think will. De- oh, also no, like coming in late. They wouldn't let anyone in the theater after a certain point. So they hit like all my points basically. <laughs> um, the only thing they didn't get is kids, but like. There was even a sign that I saw where, like, if you're under 18, you have to be accompanied by an adult, which, like, oh, dude, even better. Um, so they, they were doing a good job checking off all my complaints with the movie theater experience. Um, so I think I will be going there uh, more in the future. Um, but I feel like all theater, I guess not all theaters should have the 18 plus thing. Um, Alamo does because they serve alcohol in the theater. So that makes sense. Um, they have to be 21 to drink. I don't know. Uh, I, I guess it's just for a more mature movie going experience um but i feel like all theaters should have the like no talking texting or showing up late rules like you just those are things that you shouldn't do not only because like are you cheating yourself of the experience that you paid to go see which for the record movie tickets are not cheap even the cheapest ones that i get which i like going to see movies on sunday mornings uh that's my preferred um aside from Thursday night showings, which I go to obviously because they're the premiere night and I want to see it immediately. Um, so I don't really have a choice there. Um, but if I'm going to choose to go see a movie, not on a premiere night, Sunday morning as early as possible is my go-to. Um, I have Saturdays and Sundays off of work just in general, but I, I like going to see movies on Sunday morning because like most other people don't, I've noticed. Um, so I'll, I'll pick the, like, I think the earliest showtime that I went to, I don't remember what movie it was, but I saw a movie at like 8.45 a.m. on a Sunday morning, and that was awesome. There was like no one in the theater, no traffic on the road, uh, and the thing that I like the most about it is you get out of the movie, and it's still like, when I saw that one, it wasn't even noon, like, and that's just, you still have the rest of the day to do whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I like seeing movies Sunday morning as early as possible. Um, just so I still have the rest of the day and, and can do whatever. Um, I don't remember what I was talking about right before that. I feel like I had another point to bring up, but I, I, I blanked on it. Um, but yeah, Sunday is definitely my preferred, Sunday morning is my preferred time. Uh, I wish theaters had earlier showings a lot of the time. Cause like the, 
the earliest recently that I've been able to go to Sunday Sunday showings is like um, 10.30 or like 10.45, which I, mean, I guess is early. It's not really early than me. I wake up at a stupid early time. I mean, I wake up at like 4 a.m. during the week a lot of the time because of work. Um, so, so my, my schedule is not the, the norm I know, um, on the weekends though I wake up at like seven or eight ish. Um, and so 1045, I've been up for hours at that point. That's not, that's not early to me. Um, but I do still like the 1045 or 1030 showings are still nice. Cause then it's like around like one ish, depending on how long the movie is by the time you get out of the theater. So you still have plenty of time to do whatever you want to do i think that's what i i think i saw joker at like 10 40 or 35 last weekend and then i got home and recorded that episode of the podcast um so yeah there's just a lot of time to do stuff afterwards if you see a movie early on uh on sunday um so i like doing that um yeah i don't know oh i guess something i can talk about that's a that's a movie thing 3d um <laughs> Uh, I, I don't, I, I don't know how to feel about 3D. I never choose to go see 3D, so I guess that speaks, um, about how I feel about it. Um, it's better than it used to be. I remember whenever it first came out and we had the blue and red glasses, uh, I remember seeing Spy Kids 3D, <laughs> um, and that was something. Um, I know the glasses give a lot of people headaches. It hasn't really given me a headache. But I will say, I think the last movie that I saw in 3D was like the, the like first or second Hobbit movie. Might have been the first one. Um, did that even release? In, I feel like that released in 3D. Um, but I saw that movie in 3D. And um, the way that 3D is now is better than it was whenever it first came out. Because whenever 3D first came out, it was super gimmicky. And like, oh, how many like things can we have? Re- I just totally like almost hit my webcam um it's like how many things can we have jumping out of the screen at you to be like oh this is 3d like and it was just kind of annoying and not really anything um and so i you know obviously avoided 3d for the longest time um but then something i noticed whenever i was watching the hobbit movie that i thought was actually pretty cool with 3d is that at least how they implemented it in that film i don't know how it is across the board i would assume it's pretty similar across the board now um But 3D isn't really used so much for, like, gimmicky, like, oh, look at this thing jumping out at your face, which I'm sure you get that sometimes if there's, like, explosions or whatever. Um, But the way that I, that it was in that movie was more of a, like, depth of field thing. Like, it was more of a, like, these characters are at the front of, and they're in the foreground and they're closer to you, and then these characters are, like, farther back. And... I thought the way that they did it in that movie was actually pretty cool. Like it created an, uh, it was just a, another way to add that immersion kind of into the film and give it that, I don't know. I, I liked it in that. I will admit, I thought that it was pretty cool. Um, again, I never choose to go see movies in 3d. So I guess I didn't like it that much. Um, but yeah, it's just, um, it's interesting. I, I don't know. I don't think I know anyone actually that chooses to go see like 3D over the standard, like over either regular IMAX or just like the standard format movies. Um, So it's interesting to me that it's still around and as like prominent as it is, because like I will never choose to go to a 3D movie first. There's not been a single movie in the last 
I mean, since I, the last 3D movie that I remember seeing is the first Hobbit movie, and I don't even remember when that came out. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I don't, I think the only reason I saw that in 3D too was because that was all, it was 3D IMAX. Um, and that was the only like IMAX showing that they had. And I was like, well, so this are like the regular format, which like regular format is still great. You know, it's still like the giant screen, you know, to watch the movie. Um, but I just don't, I'll take the bigger screen, I guess, when it comes to, so if the choice is like regular, see, I don't know though, because a lot of the time now I feel like I would choose regular screen over 3D IMAX. I guess it depends on the movie. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's interesting. It's, um, 3D is a, I'm, I'm curious about like how, if there will be more innovation with it or how long it'll stick around or what kind of the future like for that is, um, 40 things are fucking dumb. I don't know if you know what that it's the ones where like your chairs actually like move like with the movie and like vibrate and like go like side to side and front to back and stuff. And like, I've, I've only done that at like amusement park type things where it's, it's not even like a full movie that they're doing it to. It's like a short thing designed to like showcase like that. And it just seems more annoying than anything. Um, so yeah, definitely not a fan of the 4d movie thing. Um, Oh, there was something else that I was going to bring up. Oh, reclining seats. Oh, oh, these, these kind of go hand in hand. Something that I love that happens now and has happened in the last few years as far as going to see the movie uh, or going to see or going to the movies. Um, so, yeah, like whenever I've, especially, for instance, the, um, the like summer that my friends and I or whatever spent at like the movie theaters at that point in time, reserved seating wasn't a thing, which is another reason that I got in the habit of getting the movies super early. Because, like, I want, oh, this is another one. I want, okay, preferred seating in the theater for me is either the top row or the row in front of the top row right underneath the projector. That's where I want to be. That's, those are the seats that I'll choose every time. No hesitation. That, that Those are my seats. Um, I don't understand how people sit either in the middle or the front row. Oh, get out of here. Front row, especially, you mean you want to crane, you want to break your neck the whole time you're watching the movie? No, thanks. I'll never understand that. Um, But, so yeah, top row or the row in front of it, um, directly in the middle. That's where to be. Those are my preferred seats. Um, And so, yeah, so for the longest time, we didn't have, that's a, it's actually a relatively new thing is reserved seating. Um, And whenever they started doing reserved seating, for theaters oh dude game over i was so hyped about that i'm still so hyped about that honestly we've had it for long enough at this point where we've kind of gotten used to it and the fact that we have it but like it's such a blessing honestly just the fact that you can reserve seats and you don't have to worry about it i mean like i said i still show up extremely early i'm normally like the first person at the theater anyways for any given show time um but just the fact that you have reserved seating is so nice to be able to be like, oh yeah, I secured those seats. Just make it to where you get the seat that you want. If you're early enough on the draw to purchase the tickets, um, you get whatever seat you want. Um, and so yeah, reserved seating is awesome, but then also something that a lot of theaters have now as well that go hand in hand with reserved seating. This is more... I get that all the time because, like I said, I, n- I normally go for the IMAX or the XD, which is Cinemark's uh, IMAX experience. Um, 
they I don't know how much they're in every auditorium at a movie theater. Like I don't know if um, the seats are the same in the regular showings, um, but I know all like all the IMAX ones and everything, at least in my area, have um, the complete like reclining seats, um, like the super comfy and your back and reclines and then you also get the leg rest that like uh, reclines and like comes out and that is just awesome like i remember movie theater seats used to kind of suck honestly i mean like they were padded but they weren't great by any means and now they're just you could straight up just go in there and just take a nap if you wanted to which admittedly i have fallen asleep in movies a couple times um i remember uh, my friends and i went to see the force awakens at like 1 a.m. one time yeah I'd already seen it a couple times at this point this was my like my third or fourth time going to see it and uh we went to see it at like 1 a.m. which was a terrible idea and uh yeah straight up got in the in the seat reclined all the way back and just straight up passed out for like most of the movie uh, I woke up whenever Han Solo got stabbed um which was actually kind of cool because then I got to see the final fight still which is my favorite scene in the movie um but yeah, the reclining seat, like the super comfy reclining seats are j definitely where it's at. Um, super thankful that that's becoming the norm as well as reserved seating. Um, it's, a, it's a really great thing. There's a lot of improvements to the movie going experience that, that we're getting. One thing that still sucks and I don't think is going to change. Oh, oh, actually, something that is another recent thing. All the like reward things and like programs that you can do like i don't even i know cinemark has their own amc has a, like amc stubs um i don't remember what cinemarks is called um i know like regal theaters has one too i'm sure alamo has one um but all these different like five dollar tuesdays or like uh you get you pay a whatever monthly fee and you get like however many movies a week or and you also get perks on concessions and like other things like that it's really interesting how many options there are with these different theater chains and the different um rewards that you can get if you really go to the movies all the time um i actually need to i should probably look into more of them more to see if there's something that i'm actually like interested in um as far as getting more rewards and, and seeing more movies and doing things like that um but yeah, it's just, I think it's really cool the amount of options that we have now, and it seems like they're just they're, they're like every time I go, there's just another one, um, and so that's really cool. Something else that I've started doing recently is um, looking and paying attention to like the Fathom events and also just um, any theaters that do screenings of older movies. Because there's a ton of movies that I didn't like, I wasn't, I just wasn't alive to see in theaters that are movies that I would love to experience in the theater. Um, like one that I saw a couple, it was like a month or two at, at, ago at this point, I saw Lawrence of Arabia in theaters, which, um, oh my God, uh, that was an experience. That movie's like four hours long, if you don't know. And um, uh, it's like four and a half hours long or something like that, actually. And uh, yeah, that was that was something. There, there was an intermission, thank God. Um, but yeah, that was an experience to go see. I'm glad, but I'm like, I'm really glad that I got to go see that. Like I've, I've seen Lawrence of Arabia in theaters, which is awesome. It was a fantastic movie, by the way. Like I've always heard great things about it, but just the fact that I, 
I got to see that in the theater. That was the first time I saw that movie and I got to see it in theaters, which was really cool. Um, and so the fact that they do that for a lot of these like classic movies um, is another thing that I love a lot. I'm, I'm paying more and more attention to that because there's so many movies that I would like to see in theaters that I didn't have the chance to. Um, and so, yeah, that's another really cool thing. Um, something that was cool, it's not completely related, but that they did in like May of this year uh, for Batman's uh, 80th anniversary and also because Batman 89 turned 30 this year. Um, they put the four Batman movies back in theaters uh, over like a two-week period. They showed Batman 89, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and Batman and Robin. And uh, yeah, I went to see those in theaters, which I didn't get to do growing up. I was too, I, I wasn't born by the time those movies finished. Um, and so I got to see and experience all of those in theaters, um, which was just incredible uh, to see. Um, so I'm super glad that I got to do that. So yeah, just being able to see classic movies and like re-releases of movies, something that I'm still so angry at WB for not doing is not re-releasing The Dark Knight for its 10th anniversary. I don't understand. I don't get it. They did it like a super limited release. They released it in like seven theaters in like North America. And I'm like, hey, hey, hey I don't live in New York or LA. I couldn't go. Um, and so I really hope for either Batman Begins 15th anniversary or The Dark Knight's 15th anniversary they, they re-release both of those that'd be nice because they actually there was a um a video thing that they played in front of Joker at my screen today that was like taking a look at the history of like Joker and comics and media and uh and uh film and uh they played a scene from The Dark Knight like in that video and so I I saw part of the interrogation scene like on the big screen um which was incredible like obviously I, I i saw the movie when it came out but as i mentioned in my first episode like i was really young and so like just being able to see just that small snippet like on the big screen again was just incredible i loved that so much um so yeah re-releases are a thing that i'm very much a fan of I'm, I'm glad that we get a lot of them and they're getting more of them they're doing a ton of halloween movies right now actually because it's october um i might have to take advantage of that and see a couple halloween horror classics uh in theaters um so yeah i'm i'm close to an hour at this i'm like 10 minutes shy of an hour at this point um but that's that's pretty much most of the movie stuff that i, I had to talk about i guess i'll give a little a brief thing about some of the stuff that i've been like reading and watching recently um so i've been watching peaky blinders which i'll have to do an episode on that eventually because uh, I'll have to rewatch the first, because it's been a long time since I saw the first two seasons, um, or well, the first season and a half, but uh, a few weeks ago, I went to continue it and get caught up, um, and so I finished the second season and watched the third, and finished the fourth season this morning, actually, before my Joker screening, um, and the fifth season is out now, the fifth season came out on um, Friday, so a couple days ago, um, but I wanted to get caught up, one, because it's a phenomenal show. You should definitely check it out if you haven't. It's incredible. Killian Murphy is the lead in it, and he's just an outstanding actor. It's a great period show. It's like the early 1900s in uh, Birmingham. Um, cinematography is top-notch. Storytelling is fantastic. All the characters are great. You love them and you hate them. Um, the music and sound design and score is fantastic. The outfit, like the costumes. Oh, the, the whole production is fantastic. I love it a lot. So that's one reason I wanted to get caught up. But then the other reason is that Anya Taylor-Joy 
or Anya Taylor-Joy. I don't know how it's said. I assume it's Anya, um, but she is in the fifth season, and uh, I definitely have a pretty big crush on her. So uh, very excited to start the fifth season and see what kind of role she has in, in the show. Um, she's actually the thumbnail on Netflix at the time I'm recording this. It'll probably be different because they change the thumbnails on Netflix every like two days. Um, but yeah, so I'm very excited to start that. Um, and then I've also been rereading the Court of Owls story arc from Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo, Jonathan Glapian, and FCO Placencia. Um, and yeah, that, I've, that's probably honestly the comic that I've read the most. It's my second favorite arc of their run. I'll let you guess what my first favorite is. If you follow me on Twitter, you may, you may already know. I've mentioned it a handful of times. Um, but... Yeah, Court of Owls is it's probably the one that I've read the most because I'm always like, oh, I want to reread their run. And so I'll like reread Court of Owls and then I won't finish reading the rest of everything else. But, uh, but yeah, so I know that I know this story very, very well, but it's just so, so good. Like, there's a reason it's praised as much as it is. Uh, and rereading it is always a great time. Um, I've even like I still pick up new things and like new details in the art or the story like every time I read it, which is just insane. So I've definitely read it at least like 10 or 15 times. Um, but yeah, so I've been rereading that. Um, going to reread Doomsday Clock pretty soon. I got the the trade for uh, the first six issues as a uh, birthday gift, actually, um, a few weeks ago uh, or a week ago, I guess. And um, and yeah, that was really cool. Um, so I'm excited to get back into that. Doomsday Clock's a book that I've, I've very much enjoyed. The delays really haven't bothered me. I feel like the final product has always been worth it. So... Like, I, I, <laughs> I actually talked about this on Twitter the other day when it comes to delays, because I, a lot of people get really angry about delays, like, on books, um, which I get to an extent, but at the same time, like, making a comic is not easy, and especially if it's on the art side of things, like, I can't even come close to doing any of the stuff that they're doing on the page, so, like, I'm not gonna sit here and presume to tell someone how long I think they should take to do something that I couldn't have like dream of doing. Like, I don't feel okay doing that or complaining about it really. Um, like it'll come out when it comes out and it's not like we're, we're not entitled to any of these books either. Like they're a luxury technically that we get to consume. We don't need them. Um, and so delays don't really bother me. Um, but yeah, doomsday clock, the fact that that's ending this year or is scheduled to end this year um in december is pretty is pretty insane i can't wait to see how that how that plays out um but yeah so those are some of the things i've been watching and reading i've rewatched dunkirk this morning also i watched a lot of stuff today peaky blinders dunkirk joker um might even watch the dark knight rises later we'll see um but yeah rewatched dunkirk and that is whew, that's a good that's a very good film I'll probably, I don't want to talk too much on it, because I'll probably do a complete, like, Nolan episode, minus the Dark Knight trilogy, I guess, since I talked about that kind of at length in my first episode, um, but, um, where I just talk about all of Nolan's films, I'll have to rewatch all of them, and then, and then do that episode, but, but yeah, Dunkirk is fantastic, I have said this since it came out, and I feel like Dunkirk is the best example of Nolan showing just how proficient he is at filmmaking, like, from a technical standpoint, that movie's flawless. It's so, so good. Um, I know some people don't like it because of, the, like, the lack of characters or whatever. Or, like, not knowing... Like, you don't know the name of any of the characters, really. 
But that's not what the movie's about. It's about survival and just the experience of the event. The fact that he has three kid brains... I'm, I'm getting too much into it. I'm getting to... I need to save it. But yeah, it's an incredible movie. I'm very glad that I, I rewatched it finally. It's been a long time since I saw it. Um, it's not my favorite from him, but I think that it might be his best. Um, which is crazy. Cause it's, it's so hard to talk about what might be Nolan's best. Because I'm like... I say that and I'm like... Well, there's also Interstellar, and I'm like, well, there's also Inception, and I'm like, well, there's also The Dark Knight, and I'm like, oh, Prestige is really underrated and good, too, and so it's just kind of like, oh, the dude's so good. Um, speaking of Nolan, they played the Tenet trailer in front of Joker, which was, the, I, there's more to that teaser trailer than I think people realize. I have started putting things together and trying to figure stuff out about that teaser trailer, and this movie's going to be crazy, so I'm very excited for that, too. Um but yeah, so those are, those are just kind of, I guess, recent updates with what I've been consuming as far as my media. Um, I wish I had more time to play games. There's so many games I want to continue and play and, and get through. But alas, we only have time for, for whatever. Oh, oh, little small story before I finish, actually, that made me really angry yesterday. So I don't really go out that often. I, I'm, a, I'm a homebody. I pretty much just hang out at home. But... For a while now, I've wanted to go to a like local coffee shop and go. I have a laptop, and I wanted to just go and like write and read and you know take notes or whatever. I have a bunch of story ideas and articles and other things that I can write, um, and so I wanted to do that. And um, I've been putting it off and not going. But then yesterday, I was like, oh whatever, like I'll go. Um, so I went, I grabbed my backpack, put my laptop, I put doomsday clock, I got a note, like I have a new, like notebook slash journal for like taking notes and stuff. I got these sticky notes that way I can put like notes on particular pages of a book and then put another like sticky note in my journal and like write down a note if there's something that like stands out on the page, you know, to correspond. Went to the store, got these brand new, like nice pens to write with, got the notebook, got the sticky notes had my laptop and my external hard drive and my headphones and everything in my backpack ready to go. Went to go to this coffee shop that I haven't been there before, but I've looked at it online. Looks really, really cool. I was actually informed by a friend that now that they have $3 bottomless coffee, which, oh, that's a deal. Um, so I was super excited to go and I drive out there and I get there and I pull up and it's closed for a private event. Oh, oh, you can imagine how angry I was the one time that I, I was like, this is what I get for thinking that I can leave my apartment. Um, so yeah, that sucked. Um, I think I'm going to try, I'm going to go tomorrow. Their Sunday hours didn't really work out with uh, my showtime of Joker today. So I didn't go today, but I think that I'm going to try to go tomorrow. Um, so hopefully that'll be fun. Hopefully by the next time, I, by the next time I record, at least I should have gone at least once. So I'll be able to give some some thoughts about that that coffee shop and that experience but yeah that, that made me so angry i was like the one time i decided to try to go somewhere it's uh close i it there there's no way that they do that more than like three or four private events a year you know and like i just had to pick the one day that they were doing one ah grinds my gears um but yeah i think uh, I'm, I'm pretty much running out of stuff to to talk about i think for this episode uh yeah mainly just talk about the movie going experience i love going to the movies I, I love seeing movies so much i enjoy seeing movies at home too watching them at home but there's just there's something about that movie theater experience that, that you can't beat for me um so now i guess i'll 
give shout outs and plug all my social media and, and things of that nature. Um, so one, uh, like I mentioned last episode, there's a couple different websites that I write for, mainly comic related stuff. Um, you should follow at Comics Bookcase on Twitter. I write Batman Detective Comics and Justice League reviews for them. Also Tommy Gun Wizards. I'll be reviewing Undiscovered Country whenever that comes out. Um, Batman and Catwoman whenever that launches. Um, bunch of different comic books basically I review over there. I also do editorials for them every now and then. Uh, so be sure to follow them on Twitter and check out their website at Comics Bookcase. Um, and then also be sure to follow at Comic Book Debate on Twitter. I write editorials for them. I normally have one a month at that website. Those are longer um, typically than the ones that I do for Comics Bookcase, kind of. My reviews are normally about like a thousand words a little bit. Um, my editorials for Comic Book Debate, especially recently, have been um, like 2,000 to 4,000 word-ish. So they're longer uh, analytical pieces, which I re really enjoy doing. Um, my most recent piece is talking about the issues 21 through 24 of Tom King's Batman, because I have a kind of ongoing uh, analysis of his run, where I'm just going through the entire thing and really diving in and, and looking at it and, uh, and, and examining that. Um, so be sure to follow them. There's a ton of very talented writers and, and a really great group of people that run that website and that Twitter. So be sure to follow at Comic Book Debate. Check them out. You can find some of my work on there, and as well as just a great host of uh, pop culture uh, content on that website also. Um, and be sure to follow me on Twitter at Batman Files. That's my Batman fan account. Uh, obviously, I'm the most active on there. Probably I post a, a ton of Batman-related stuff on there. Sometimes some other comic-related stuff, but mainly Batman. So if you want some, some Batman content, be sure to give me a follow there. Um, you can find my personal account on Twitter at APBatman with two Ts, uh, where I post about uh, everything else that comes through my head, basically. Um, other pop culture, movies, uh, stuff that I'm reading as far as like novels, uh, audiobooks, other podcasts that I listen to, uh, just, you know, whatever. It's my personal Twitter, so be sure to follow that. Um, you can find me on Instagram at apb.comics, which where I run that basically the same as my Batman account on Twitter, except uh, the difference is mainly in how the, the information is presented just since Instagram is a more visual thing. Um, but it's mainly Batman content on there as well. So be sure to follow that on Instagram if you want some Batman content there. I'm actually very proud of the way that my feed looks on there. So uh, be sure to be sure to check that out. Um, and yeah, as always, thank you for listening, especially if you've made it all the way this far. Uh, I really do appreciate it. Uh, the feedback that I've gotten so far in the first two episodes has been great. Uh, it means a ton. So thank you again. Um, and if you enjoyed this, please be sure to leave a like, rate, and review on whatever platform you're using to listen to this, be it Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, whatever. If you're on YouTube, feel free to leave a comment. Any sort of critique is appreciated, good or bad. I'm trying to constantly improve the show. So, uh, yeah, just leave your thoughts below or a review on whatever. And uh, also, please consider subscribing to my YouTube or um, hitting the notifications or subscription on Apple Podcasts or whatever you're using to listen or watch this on. Um, so, yeah, I think that's pretty much everything that I have to plug. Uh, so, again, thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next week. Later.